Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back from the dead, contrary to reports in last week's podcast, I have not died. DJ Walsh here, back on the snowcast. I can sit up now and I can have a pint. Last week, we had a spectacular episode. I listened to it as a fan. Owen, well done. Fucking loved it. Thanks. Uh, I'm here tonight. Uh, just have to saturate myself. <laughs> it's fine to go, uh, you have to say it in a Northern Irish accent. Well, I won't for now. Jack Barrow, Parish, Sahara. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, it was good. Good episode last week. Uh, two hours on. Uh, two of the boys from Waterford. Good concert. A bit weird listening back as a fan, like, you know, first time, and really enjoyed it. You, you did a great job. Fucking fair play. Loved it. Loved every second. Not even a bit sweet to cut out. <laughs> and um, so we're here tonight, we're in, we're in Grady's Yard. We, we've had a fantastic evening actually. We, we've just been this evening in Arkeen Quality Food Stores and we met Cronia Walsh from Metal Man Brewing who was um, promoting the release of their Tip Tango Super Session Pale Ale, uh, 2.5%, really fruity, lovely pale ale. That's really there for the Super Session. And they were pulling that in Arkeen Stores today. We're doing our second YouTube video that we do in Arkeen Stores, Snowcast Taste on YouTube. And um, if you haven't checked it out, check out the first one, check out the second one that'll be out uh, later on after this po- in the week after this podcast. It's better than the first one. It's, way, it's, it's definitely better than the first one. We had a mini audience in all today. Shout out to the lads that were uh, trying to have a coffee while we were doing this like madness. And um, so we're there, we met Grace today from uh, Metal Man, wonderful woman. Really enjoyed having a chat with her today. And uh, we were there today, fucking, what a, what a lovely Friday evening, right? Go there, have a few little suppings and do a little video. Have a lovely chat with Julie from Arakeen, the lads from Arakeen, and Grace from, from Metal Man. And what do we do then? Go back to Owen's gaff. His beautiful fiance, Kira cooked us a magnificent barbecue. 
preparation for our debut on the snowcast. Went to Phil Grimes for a point, and now we're here in Grady's yard having a drink with snowcast debutante, the brilliant, wonderful Kira Cooney. Kira, welcome to the snowcast. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't plan on coming on this, but uh, sure love, we'll give it a go. Absolutely, like I, I, I'm, I'm laughing like. Probably the reason Kara's on is because we had such a good chat with the barbecue, me and Owen, like, secretly. <laughs> given us, she were like, we need to get her on the podcast to chat. She, yeah, she has so... <laughs> enough glasses of wine. Yeah. <laughs> Are there enough? <laughs> you go get another round there. Yeah, I, I, listen, I wouldn't be sure you get around. And um, so Kira's debuting on the Snowcast and I'm fucking delighted to have Ron because listen, we actually when we started this off we had a fob off like recording session out here one day, messing with the trying it out and stuff. And Kira was brilliant on that. Like we've said like we have to get her on at some stage, so delighted to have her join us tonight. And also join us tonight, you might have noticed her laugh because she's the only North American to appear on the Snowcast so far. Tonight we are delighted to be joined, as usual, by the Queen of the Snow, Sonia Nurwan. Sonia, welcome back to the Snowcast. It's been probably four episodes max since yeah, you've been on. Probably. I really love this nickname you coined for me, the Queen of the Snowcast. The Queen of the Snow, like Sorry, not just the, the podcast, the, but the Queen of all snows everywhere. Oh, like you just have assumed that uh, mantle. Love it. Thank you. Good so, great to be here. Just quickly before we play on, Sonia, how'd you get on on Ash's hen party? Quick one. <laughs> um, can't really talk about it, but it was great. Perfect. That's, that's the perfect answer for the party. Well I, 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 hope, I hope that's how my stag party report comes <laughs> back. Yeah. You had some fabulous Instagram posts, though. There was. There was. They were the appropriate social yeah, media. And shout out to Sonia's aunt's blog. What's it called? Oh, um. <laughs> I put her on the spot. I can't remember. Something Which, about. We share it on social media. Her blog is brilliant. She'd lovely point on Sonia to make there earlier on. So we're here in Grady's Yard, and obviously the first thing that we do in part of the snowcast for the, the debutante, Kira is uh, what are you drinking tonight? So Kira, I'm going to come to you first and ask you, in Grady's Yard, lovely Friday evening, what are you drinking tonight? I'm really not in keeping with the theme of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a big beer drinker, so I am drinking a glass of wine. Absolutely but shout out to Grady Yard, they like they're mainly a beer bar, but they do have a really nice glass of wine. So. And like the ones that they have on here, like they're like from a tap, so like they're actually are a little in keeping with like, <laughs> like, like the beer scene. That is true. They have, yeah. they, I think they have like four four wine taps and uh, I don't know, I don't know. twenty beer taps. Yeah, yeah twenty yeah. beer taps. But, but they make us wine drinkers too feel like we're part yeah. of the yeah. scene, like you know we're. Well, they, were saying, they were saying though to us, like when we, we, when we first started coming here, like we had a tour space and they were saying to us about like the wine tops here. And uh, now we didn't know this bullshit, like, but they were saying that like because they have them, like not caked or whatever, like, like but they're, the fact that they're coming from the top, that they're val- like they, it's valved off. Right? It's, so those days, it's not as if you like have an open bottle of wine yeah. the whole time. Like, you know, it's like a different taste or whatever. Like, it's actually, like, it's cutting off the air supply, so, like, it's meant to be back in the end and keeping it, like, oh, as fresh as... Yeah, keeping it fresh, fresh always. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe not those add to it as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You haven't stopped drinking it anyway, so... <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. And it's a Sauvignon Blanc on, is it? Yeah. So, listen, I always say, we're not a beer podcast. We're actually a pub co- podcast, just most people that come on drink beer. <laughs> 
So like we're all about the wine, we're all about spirits, we're all about everything else. So yeah, stop. Yeah, you're well, you'll be on your own with them tonight, I guarantee. <laughs> Fucking hell. My brother Mark, if he came on, he'd be on the Jaeger bombs alright. Um Sauvignon Blanc and it's going down a treat. Perfect. So I'm gonna say going clockwise, Sonia, what are you drinking tonight? Um, so I'm kind of double fisting here. I've got... <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said it, as soon as I said it. Sorry, Sonia's family that listened. Oh Pretty sure I was stopped listening ages ago because my potty mouth. But, um, so I'm having one of Ash's infusions. It's probably one of my favorite ones to date. So it's kiwi, orange, and lime, and gin with tonic. It's so delicious. And then I'm having one of these, and don't make me say it, the Jack Bauer, well, Owen's going to talk about the okay. pint in more detail because you're on the same yeah, point. Yeah. The Jack Bauer shower, power shower, 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 shower. Perfect. Owen will go into that in a little bit more detail. Coming around the table to myself now, I'm on. Um, so basically, I had a bit of longing for something that I missed out on last week. But they don't have Super Soaker because it was so good, it's all out there today. So I went back to Wicklow Wolf, back to the Bray Brewery. And I'm on the Wicklow Wolf Elevation Pale Ale, 4.8% Pale Ale. Lovely, fruity, uh, really hoppy, lovely little hop finish that makes you just wanna keep drinking it, keep drinking it. I can drink this stuff through a fucking straw. So it's 4.8%, so it's fairly sessionable. Like it's, it's, it, from an alcohol point of view, it's not too different from a macro lager, but it's just infused with so much more flavor. Delicious to drink, really enjoying the Wicklow Wolf Elevation Pale Ale. It's been on the Snowcast before, but it's a fucking classic from Wicklow Wolf, so you can't go wrong with it. So that's me, short and sweet. Owen Tab, co-host. Describe what Sonia was trying to describe, but yeah. she couldn't get the words out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm on uh, Jack Barrer's Barrer Shower Sour. Hi, Declan. And it is, yeah, like it's um, most of all the sweets that you just have in school that were like... Sherbert dips. Um, you know those like, kind of like really, like, like they were like, they were like so, they were so plastic, they were so like, unhealthy, and um, these come in like... Chew it sour! Chew it sour! Yeah. Chew it sour! Chew it sour! Yeah, so it's like, it's basically like just, just eating a chew it, like the whole pack of... Just drinking a chew it sour is Well like, not even just one chew it sour, it's like having the whole pack of apple one side. It is, but it's delicious. And the whole, the, I think the thing about chew it sour is as well, right, at the time, was that, like you couldn't have one, like you had to eat the whole pack of apple. They put a heap of money into advertising. They were all over the television when we were younger, like Nickelodeon. I don't think we had Did you not know? I like to chew it, chew it. I've seen, no, they are, because I've seen Neve with them the odd time. They're probably illegal, I'd say. Probably, yeah. The sour ones are definitely illegal anyway. Did you love them? Yeah, yeah. Did you have a taste of that? Yeah, no, I've actually, like, as someone who's not a beer drinker, I would drink a pint of that. Yeah, eight pints. Eight pints. Honestly, these sours, literally the first time I had a sour was here, it was in Castaway. Yeah. And when I went home to Canada, my sister and my soon-to-be brother-in-law brought me on a massive pub tour, pub crawl, and sours all the way literally have turned me on drinking beer. It's delicious. Brilliant. So good. So, so good. That's absolutely fantastic. So here, it's, it's, it's the start of May, guys. It's, it, it was 19 degrees today at lunchtime, which is fantastic. 19 degrees at lunchtime was really warm, and actually turned quite cold in the evening here in Ireland for overseas listeners. And what's that in Fahrenheit? 
Actually, the Americans. I could probably tell you what it is in Kelvin quicker than I could tell you what it is in Fahrenheit. To be honest, you're really alienating your North American fan base there. So it was really warm, lads. I love saying, but but it actually cooled down a bit there later on. But but the thing that myself and Owen were chatting about today and work was. We're there during the day, we're sitting down and we're saying it's so warm, the summer lip was coming on us. Now we use the phrase the lip, right? And the lip is the, the desire you have to quench a thirst that only a crisp pint or a nice glass of wine or a nice infusion of gin and berries and all kinds of shit can quench. So what I want to ask you guys before you move on to the serious shit is what is the difference in your mind between the summer lip and the rest of your lip? What is your seasonal lip game like? So Owen, I'll come to you first and let the girls have a little think about it. Um, so yeah, okay. So I think right, in terms of like summer, right? So like as you were saying today, right? It was mildly warm. <laughs> 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 right? Yeah. It was really like mildly weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> It was, a, it was a light jacket today, uh, kind of weather, right? It was a roast. But, like, okay, whatever about the temperature, that, like, in Ireland, that doesn't matter at all, right? But the sun was shining. Yeah. It was, like, Beaming. it was, like, like, cloudy to cloudless. Like, it was that kind of, like, you know, temperamentally cloudless, you know? Uh, and I think, like, for me, right? It was like bit today, like today at lunchtime, or like 1 p.m. today, right? I was like, please, this is so, so nice. Like, I'm hanging for a pint. Like, it is like. If it was pissing rain and you wouldn't be hanging for a pint, would you? No, but like, I don't know. Like, probably. <laughs> you probably would. Yeah, I don't know. It just, like, I don't know. Is it a thirst or is it just, like, um, a happiness? And also, we were actually talking about this earlier on. Um, today as well where we're saying that um, like just kind of like natural light in your environment right so like um, I, like I have a friend a friend of mine who works in one of these like shared office spaces right and he was uh, so he said like there's like kind of like a shared office space runs like the length of the place but he has like a cubicle office on his own so it's like three of these like hard walls and like a glass door behind them okay but so he was like working there for like two or three months and his boss was just like oh you know you know how are you getting on or whatever and he was like oh yeah you know run so he was like oh uh do you not like it's a bit shit like no natural light in here like no and your man was like was until right like it was fine until right now when you fucking pointed it out because and ever since then he's been like it, like it's so true yeah like, like yeah. your like I don't know circadian rhythm or whatever like it's just fucked up everything everything yeah. everything is just completely messed yeah. up and like maybe that ties back into like the summer lip like this like like this kind of psychosomatic thing of like oh like it's good out equals drinking equals yeah like, like i like i associated with like tag rugby and like the fun we had with that and like it's all kind of like it's kind of a linked thing like yeah. so you feel more like sociable and, exactly like, you want to get out and do things in the evening whereas like in the winter 
well apart from Christmas but like in the winter you know you leave work it's dark yeah. and we're likely to be like let's go home and like put on pajamas and have tea Netflix. and like sit in, but yeah. you know it's laziness versus activity I think is the yeah. thing really. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's definitely not easier to be active when it's nice weather oh, yeah you want, you want to, you want to be outside, you want to enjoy the sun. Active in a pub. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, you, you like could, linked it to activity you, there. Yeah, so, you, so basically... Action points. Like, yeah. Walk to a pub. The difference is, walk to the pub in May, taxi to the pub in May, October. Kira, for you, like, is, is, there any, is there any difference between your desire to like really quench a thirst for a drink in the summer versus the winter months or even spring and autumn? Or is the summer lip something that me and Owen have created in our own minds and it's just an excuse for us to go drinking? I would never called it the summer lip but I do think like it is a thing yeah um, well like even let's say um, do you know like drinking by the canals yeah yeah Dublin, Dublin, you know like I think yeah. that's like um, and I know last summer like when I was in Dublin I would have met up with people and like gone for a drink or two drinks or whatever like and then, like after work and you're way more likely to do that I think yeah. in the summer I think actually, especially in Dublin as well, yeah. like there's an issue. Everyone with, goes mad when it's like, once the sun comes out, it's like everyone goes mental. People are more likely a, to make an effort as well, I think. Do yeah. Know, but there's actually, there's actually an issue with capacity in Dublin. So, like, like in the summer months, like, you're like maybe like guaranteed or like maybe have a chance of a seat in a pub yeah. because they have outdoor tables, outdoor yeah. seats, you know. Whereas, like, you know, if you're all, like, if it's raining, cold, whatever, and, like, you know, they only have the indoor capacity, then, like, you're, like, you're not going to make it into... Because it is overpopulated. You're, you're not going to make it into Pig Maiden or something like that, like, yeah. you know, because, like, it's just so jammed or whatever, like, you know? Sonny, what do you make of it? Like, you, you've lived in Dublin, you've socialised Dublin quite a lot more, like, you socialise Dublin more than I do. Uh, what do you think the season effect has on a person's desire and... A, Desire and ability, and uh, merging of the two to just go for an evening point. Yeah, I think that. Um, well, I think for me, when I think about it, it's 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 boredom versus activity is how I see it. So, like in the winter time and those winter months, and it's also like if there is like a science to it as well. Like there's something called seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. So yeah. like awesome. that very much. Yeah. It, <laughs> it very much plays into the fact that you know weather, darkness, really, really that kind of. Um, brightness in your life really does play up on your mood and those kind of things are going to affect depression and anxiety and also those sorts of things and I think in the winter time it's when you're wanting to do things first of all the weather prevents you from doing any sort of activity at all like some people are great about it other people are just like oh rain I'm not going to bother going outside people aren't you know as active so what do you do you go to the park you go sit inside but it like it I think out of pure necessity of wanting to do something and because there isn't as much variety, you end up going to the pub because it's indoors, it's sociable, it's fun, you like to do it anyway. Versus when it's in the summertime, you want to go out because, well first of all, you have so many different options, so you're not so confined to one particular area. The sun naturally, loads of endorphins, happiness, joy, want to be with your friends, it's bringing all those things out in me again. But I think the bottom line is, it's a choice. It's a choice that the weather and the sun and everything bring with uh, the summertime. Okay. And, um, it's, you know, it's like, you to do something, you want to meet your friends, you want to be active, you want to be in the sun, it brings up the endorphins, happiness. There's just... Absolutely, but I think it's also like in Ireland, because we're not used to getting that good weather, yeah. a 
last summer in Paris, we did. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh my god, this yeah. has just happened. We need to take exactly. full advantage exactly. of it. If you knew you were going to have like four months of the year that were going to be like that, you wouldn't be yeah, as extreme about it. I think the social aspect is a huge thing, but I, but I also think as well, the whole concept of day drinking and the summer lake and go for a pint to pint your thirst and stuff is much more social than the reason that you go for a drink in winter sometimes like it's a, it could be, yeah. but it could be a coping mechanism as well yeah. it's probably less likely to be a coping mechanism in the summer and, more, it's more, and you're more than likely going to socialise in the it's summer it's the easiest choice from a social yeah. point of view in winter I think I think yeah. the summer because there isn't much choice yeah. and, the sum, and the summer in Ireland when it's good is a fantastic place to be because it's so scenic and something like that I think both for drivers and, and that but as well I think we're really lucky that we have some great summer options for drinks and stuff like that uh, and, and something that's really trending like we did today with the YouTube videos is those super session pale ales like we did in the pod, podcast last week now all of a sudden the craft beer industry is responding and giving us these low percentage like drinks that we can drink in hot weather that'll quench your thirst you can drink a couple of them it's not going to affect you it's not going to dehydrate you and stuff yeah. like that which is fantastic and no doubt the macro breweries are going to come along with their own versions next year and train. but I think it's the thing as well like I would associate summer drinking with doing something else so like yeah. in the winter you go straight to the pub and have a drink yeah. but in the summer it's like will you guys play tag rugby or like I'd be like I'll meet the girls in Dunleary for a walk and then we'll go for a drink after so it's kind of you already feel more positive going into the pub to have your drink because you've like yeah, I was working for a little bit it's yeah a, it's, 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 like, it's, it's an a attachment whole, like yeah. activity in itself yeah, rather yeah. than and even if, yeah. even we'll spend the next 10 weeks now playing tag rugby and there are people going they won't drink but they'll have just as much fun as we'll have and we'll go and have a couple of drinks a couple of bottles a couple of pints will they? Ah, they might, they might, they might. <laughs> <laughs> they might play a better tag rugby. Listen, <laughs> like, all I'm going to say is, no one will have as much fun as me and all will have in a few weeks. But the, the rest of the people, those drinking and those not drinking, will have as much fun as each other. Yeah, but yeah. no one will have as much fun as me and all. Oh, that, that's been a brilliant chat. Like, and I'm, I'm going to move on to um, a, a, a little bit more musical themes right now. But before we do that, I've been on for steroids because I haven't been here last week. So, and, uh, one of the side effects is need to piss every fucking 20 minutes so <laughs> thanks a million for staying with us uh, here's a little jingle from our theme tune from Connor Dalton of Ghetto Amaretto look them up on Spotify stream them on SoundCloud whatever way you get your music brilliant band go to Ghetto Amaretto get involved with them and uh, enjoy and welcome back for some music chat in a couple of seconds We're back in the room and before we get back into the nitty gritty i just want to tell you guys about our patreon account uh, patreon page not a patreon account <laughs> which is big enough at the moment um, our patreon page is www.patreon.com for slash snugcast so we've got we've got some brilliant ideas that we want to do and we want to implement and uh, thanks for laughing at me there kira but we do have some brilliant ideas. i haven't even supported this <laughs> actually i even patreon account so pa- uh, and great question sonia this is not at all like this is so Patreon is where you can support the podcast and artists that you, you like. So if you listen to the Snowcast and you want to get involved, you want to help us, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Snowcast. And what you can do is you can donate like small amounts every month to the Snowcast. A point of month, yeah. 
and basically what it'll do is it'll help us edit quicker, get more material out quicker and uh, do stuff. So we have some great ideas. Want to go to breweries and do little mini documentaries on the breweries that bring the beer to us and we bring to the podcast. We want to go to the pubs and, and do more, but the pubs and do more in the video sphere. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, you want to support it, go to patreon.com forward slash podcast and you can. And that's all I'm going to say about it. We're going to move quickly on. So, guys, right, want to talk to you about music. Right. We've done a lot of food recently, we've done pop, pre, pop culture recently in two different separate podcasts that kind of worked out really well with Alan and the, our, our separate 90s one before that. But I want to talk to you guys about music. And the thing I want to talk to you about is an album, right? So nowadays you go on a Spotify and there's a playlist, but it's like 15 different artists, 20 different songs, and there's a common theme in the songs, but there's no story, right? You remember back in the day you'd listen to a you'd listen to an album and it'd tell a great story but each song would tell its own story and the album on it would tell a different kind of story and it was a, it would be a brilliant listen and an album as a whole but you could listen to individual songs too so give me an album that you think like really resonates with you from that team like that you could listen from start to finish and it would tell you a beautiful story and you could you'd have no regrets from listening to it so anything along their lines take it where you want there's no rules in Stonecast oh and I'm going to come to you first and talk about this earlier today yeah, so like, Zero prepared here. Yeah, no, like, like, so I suppose, yeah, just to follow on from your point there, like, it's like the Spotify kind of nature of music listening now is, um, like, it's, it's, it's just how people listen to it. It's a pick and mix of music. Pick and mix, and, like, even, like, their, like, the feature playlists and stuff of um, Spotify now are, like, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're, like, I don't know. They're a mix, like, It's a mix, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it can be so repetitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So, like, I had... Um, so, Spotify wasn't working in work for me for ages. So, I had YouTube on. And I think YouTube's algorithm for, like, choosing songs is even worse. Because it literally just chooses the same song. I had, like, Goo Goo Dolls Iris, like, on... Great tune, right? But, like, literally... Well, like, no, it was like, literally, like, regardless of whatever song, so say, like, whatever song I chose on YouTube, like, it could be, like, heavy metal, it could be, like, rock, it could be rap, it could be pop, it could be anything. It'll go like, back to what you listen to. It would go back to, like, I think, I'd say maybe the eight or nine songs would be Google Balls Iris. It would just be, like, and, you know, here's songs that are related to. And, like, I don't think I've ever chosen Google Dolls Iris. Like, I, I don't think I've ever typed that in, like, as, like, a song to listen to. But, like, somehow it just, like, refers it back to that. Like, well, I think we're the last generation that has actually gone out and bought albums and sat down and listened to it. When was the last time you went out and bought a CD? I couldn't even tell you. I had no idea. I'd say, I'd say 2005, 2006. Yeah, I didn't then. have I'd say 2006 was my like prime time for doing that. Yeah, all hundred percent. Yeah. Or like asking for like an album for Christmas or for my birthday. Or... Yeah, no, totally. And I think like, that that's kind of links into like a, a, a statement that you said earlier on that uh, the age of 14 is from whatever. whatever yeah. So apparently scientists. So, so, no, I didn't do this research. Yeah, you've it was, done it. Just, you've, you've, uh, that was your thesis. According to my, <laughs> it's just purely my personal opinion. Um, He's so, a fake pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, fourteen is when you your your music style is 
mold it by 14. And then everything you choose after that is uh, basically a projection of what you've molded by the time you're 14. Okay. And, and that, that's, that's the research into it. I, I didn't do it. I, I'm just saying what people have said. So what I, what I, what I, I think the point was like, right, so you're 14, you have your kind of style. Yeah. And then you're 16, you're more into it, so you're more intense about it, but it's a projection of the style you had when you were 14. That's what they say anyway. I, I'm, not, I'm not arguing for or against the science. What I'd say is, we, so when we were 14, 15, 16, all of us, it was in the mid-2000s. To, mid I know, you were, you were 16 in the mid-2000s. Yeah. Yeah, you were. You were, a, you were an early bloomer, to be fair, so you were more advanced than you <laughs> from what I hear about. <laughs> but basically, all I'm saying is, around that age, like, you know, we, that, that was when CDs were pretty much dying out, because MP3s were coming in, and I, I, their first, our first iPad came in, the little mini iPod thing, iPods, yeah. Do you remember they came in first? Yeah, yeah. So CDs were dying out. So what I'm trying to say is, like, the whole culture of listening to an album cover to cover yeah. is dying out. Whereas like we used to buy an album and you'd listen start to finish and the album would tell a story and you'd have songs you wouldn't like but you'd, you know, you'd, the whole album was the feel as opposed yeah, to just the song. The album was designed supposed to be listened to that way and even you, yeah. a lot of albums have like an interlude or like intros, yeah. intros, yeah. intros, which I mean like I don't know if albums still have that because I actually, yeah. It would serve no purpose Because again though. I don't, I actually don't really listen to full albums start to finish. There's a very few artists that do that. So I don't think they serve a purpose. Like the filler is like, like say, say that 14 to 16 thing, right? Yeah. I went to see Kanye West in concert when I was 16. I was telling Owen and Carol of the barbecue earlier. I went to see Kanye West in 50 Cent when I was 16 and live in the marquee. Yeah, I know, imagine. And um, I remember like, so, so that early like um, college dropout kind of stuff with Kanye West. And like half the tracks on that are basically adjoining him like muttering gibberish or like an actor, a Cedric the Entertainer voicing over saying something to yeah. basically join the songs together so that it made sense that it was all one story of him dropping out of college. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Same right. with Eminem, like Eminem yeah. had a lot yeah. of skits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, skit, yeah. that's the word, yeah. skit. Eminem had like a lot of roles, like it used to be like in brackets, like skit, like in yeah. between each thing. Like. So on, album, throw me one. Um, so for me, I suppose, like, one of my favorite albums I've like, ever had that I kind of listened to Constantly, uh, and probably around that age of 16, 15, 16, was uh, Color in the Shape by the Foo Fighters. No surprise to anyone that knows it. And, like, that was just like, I, I know, for me, like, I think, again, I saw the Foo Fighters live in 2005, so, like, I think I've said this on an earlier podcast as well, whereby, like, I think it definitely shaped uh, musically by. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Like I can throw on any of those songs and be like, yeah, it brings it to a point in time where you were happy and that music could actually genuinely meant something yeah. significant. It's funny, it's funny. Yeah. Like that was probably the age I really got into music. Like I know what you're saying, like you're probably starting when you're a little bit younger, but like I would say, yeah, definitely when I was 16, I started establishing like yeah. who I was, and even still, like I would go back and listen to Muse or The Killers or like Foo Fighters, who I was into then, I'm yeah. still into like. I, I think as well, I was like, like so, like musically, uh, like I can I can play an instrument, right? But um, I definitely, I, I was definitely influenced by my friends, like you know. So, and um, like in terms, in terms of like, say my friends at that time were like learning to like play like different instruments, like you know, guitar and like. Like a friend playing drums and stuff like that. So like at that time, like like they were very heavily influenced by music, and I think as well, like I was like quite influenced by like what they were. Kind of by yeah. you were just taking it in. But yeah, and like I think as well, like I mean maybe like some of the songs that they were learning and stuff at the time as well. That like you know, as in I think that again, like that like influenced me a lot. As in, but like, it's that age as well where like you're wanting to. Yeah. <laughs> 
We put it on order. It's rolling, right? Yeah. And I nearly had like the whole lyrics like off, oh, yeah. like still, oh. like whatever. The two of us were just like, we're gone. And like you're talking like 17, 18 years later, and like you still nearly have like all the lyrics like just off to a team. Like, you you know? completely associate with a brilliant time in your life. Like it's just like limp, like those Limp Bizkit songs. Like even my generation came on, and I was like, I forgot this was a song, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I know the whole words. Like, and you're just like. <laughs> How is, how is this even possible? I know, it's, it's insane. But anyway, right, sorry. We've completely diverted from my, my, um, my pick, right? Which was Colour and the Shade, right? So it has just, like, my favourite songs, like, Everlong is an absolute tune. It's brilliant. Like, right? But it also has, like, My Hero and it has Love Me right? Which are just, like, completely, like, completely conflicting songs, like, uh, Monkey Wrench at the end has this kind of like metal shouty, like really kind of screamy bit at the end, which is uh, like just completely different to like Everlong, which is like like very light, like you know quite a buildy uppy song, and like just very kind of like um, like soft rock kind of thing, right? Um, and then like uh, My Hero again is quite like soft rocky as well, like you know. But there's um, one transition in that album that you're kind of saying about that story. So um, there's a song called uh, Hey Johnny Park, which is like only about like one to two minutes long. It has like one of my favorite like guitarists, probably my favorite guitarist ever in it. Like, um, but like that song like kind of finishes off right, and the end of the song um, just. Again, it's like this kind of choice thing where, like, the end of the song, uh, like, the outro of uh, Hey Johnny Park leads into the next song, which is My Poor Brain. So, like, like the outro is the same as the, as the intro, intro, yeah. The next song. I love it when that happens and, uh, in an like, album. It's just like, it's just such a good, like, transition between the two. And, like, it's, it's, it's a great, it's really well produced when it happens. Yeah. But I think as well, like, so, so you're talking about an album that there are so many songs, there's three or four songs that album I can strongly identify with. Yeah. I've never listened to it start to finish. So that album, while I, like, you say it, man, like, geez, that's a really good album. But, like, I'm saying it's a really good album, knowing three or four songs, and like, they're really good. Whereas to you, it's like a complete fucking story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it, and it's completely defined your music and taste for an era. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And that's yeah. the beauty in variety, and that's the beauty in it. Uh, have you answered it, Sonia? No. No, we have still on Eli. Oh, that's grand, because I... Kira answered it to me. Well, 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 I kind of interjected there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of half used. I said, this is... Like <laughs> Sorry, this oh, terrible man. podcasting. I went up to the bar to get last round. And like, <laughs> uh, so I can think of a few albums that I feel strongly about. That was my album. I have like five. Yeah. yeah. So, I definitely, like, The Killers, Hospital, Snow Patrol, Final Straw. Like, they're all albums I want to listen to. Yeah. Like, I think it's not even that. It's hard to pick one out. Yeah, it is really hard. And actually, like, Okay, really randomly, one is popping into my head now that my music teacher got us into in maybe like fourth or fifth year in school. Um, which probably no one knows. It's probably not a good podcast uh, topic at all. 
but uh, it's an Irish like contemporary duo called Rua. I actually had them on yesterday. I had them on, so we're recording on Friday. I had them on yesterday and worked Thursday. No way. Yeah. yeah, I had two. I played two songs and then moved on. But like they're unreal. But I remember my music teacher in school was friends with one of them, and um, she was like recommending the album at the time. And I got the album. I feel like she burned it worse illegally. Just don't name the teacher on my grants. I don't remember buying it, but. Um, and it, like, at the time, I loved that album and it really got me into, like, a completely different style of music. Because I would have been into, like, like that Muse, The Killers, Dope Troll, all those kind of kind mainstream of, yeah, kind of... Rock, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And I also would have been into musicals, like, that during the time when I was getting into that side of it. And then this was, like, an Irish contemporary duo. It's like folk, it just, folk like, pop, like... Totally yeah. different style. But, like, Brilliant. see, like, definitely that was, like, a whole other influence. And I, I don't even know whether that, I think that was an album that was, they did like a, an album, I think it was called Whisper. Probably like totally incorrect here, but uh, oh, listen, it was. <laughs> no one's going to challenge it in the past. Like, <laughs> yeah. I guarantee that. They ripped apart on social oh, media. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> never, nev, uh, never get her on again. <laughs> no, listen. Um, but can, yeah, like, I think that was another album. It wasn't necessarily designed in the sense of the story. But it was designed in the sense of like you start off and you build up and you go back down and you build up again. That's great. You know, that. Yeah, great album. That's that, but, the, but the, that's what I love about like say asking these questions of people. Do you know? So you go to a pub and you chat to these, you chat to people that you know really well. But you end up coming to a common ground, so like I listened to it yesterday, you, and that just popped into your head randomly. Yeah, that's right. And like, random. there's what 15 years between it, like, do you know? And it's just, it's oh, so yeah. brilliant. This, this, like, like just random to and fro. Sonia, right? You said you have five answers. Well, I just, you I don't have all night there, like. Sorry. I found it really oh, brilliant. because I just think that like it changed like decades, decades, yeah, age, yeah. age. Like I couldn't. There, there are so many albums that I consistently, probably like four or five main albums, listen to from my kind of beginning of my musication, oh, as so I call it. Give me um, the earliest one. So my favorite, favorite, favorite TLC, Crazy Sex and Cool. Oh, oh. Look, listen. <laughs> I mean, like you're not going to get any arguments oh, in this table, so I think. So good. So good. It was the very first CD I ever bought. They're my favorite. They're my favorite what band. Is that like 95, 96? 94, like, 95. 94, 95, yeah. Because uh, Water, so, Waterfall, I know Scrope was on. Uh, now that's what I call music, 95. So it would have been 94, what, like I'd say. like 9 or 10? And did, like, Creep. Like, could you have or even Red Light District? Like, the most sexual song in the world. Like, I remember still in the kitchen once. Like, my mom actually told me the story. And I was like, give me the red light. Creep, <laughs> man. And my mom was like, what the fuck are you singing? <laughs> baby making music but yeah absolutely loved it so brilliant and then so one of the other big albums wasn't like a it was probably a soundtrack really Cruel Intentions oh yeah. so good like, that is like the soundtrack the, to my teenage years the Vore sure. of Bittersweet Symphony yes. like, you can oh, apply it to anything Colorblind Colorblind is like one of the best songs in the whole world and then like Fleetwood Mac Rumors oh I'm yeah. there Fleetwood Mac Biggie, all day Biggie Ready to Die so you've just listed four albums Four, uh, three albums in a soundtrack okay. that yeah. couldn't be more diverse exactly, yeah. yeah but that's that's the beauty of it like. yeah. those would be my top four but hey sure. you mentioned like TLC as one of your first albums yeah. what was you your guys like what was your first album um I think for me 
so on tape. Yeah, cassette. Tape. Oh, sorry. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, but we're Ireland. Like we're ten years behind you. Like we didn't see these until about two thousand and two. Like. Uh, cassette. Yeah. Vintage. No, I, I actually can't. Th- I can't think of my first album. I can think of my first sim- uh, single, which was uh, "Bewitched" Lady B. Oh. That was also my first single. No way. No way. And my first album was Oasis. What's the story? Morning Glory. Oh, Morning Glory. Yeah. My dad bought it for me because he didn't want me to have a shit taste of music. <laughs> I have the hiccups as well. Sorry. Oh my God. I think. Um, I think my first album would have been. Um, the dust and the turkeys, uh, like those comedic Christmas albums. Yeah, you started your like, eclectic taste of music then. Yeah, 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 like, I, yeah, I started on the comedy route then, but, yeah. Uh, I think mine was, uh, Steps. Oh! Yeah. I don't think we made the count, uh, Tragedy was Steps, but... No, that was Steps. No, that was Steps from Seven. I was getting mixed up. Oh, well, it was, uh, five, six, five, six, seven, eight, five, six, seven, eight, five, six, seven, eight, five, six, seven, eight, Jordan <laughs> sure dance machines and arcades. Yes, that's yes. like a classic dance. Fourteen, fifteen song. dance machine dash. Yeah. That, so that was like the intro, and then when once once you could do end of the century on expert level on those dance machines, then you were a legend. Yeah. I probably still have the high score in <laughs> <laughs> end of the century. No, that was brilliant for me. Like album wise, I think I get like like Sony makes a brilliant point. It's all about like transition through ages and stuff like that. Like and I uh, like it's it's a it's a incredibly difficult question to pick so out hard. one album like you, so you can't pick out like oh and I, I know you definitely you have like that Foo Fighters album as an influence on you but like so many people you haven't listened to anything since yeah probably not <laughs> that's my favourite well he's a big fan of the Beastie Boys as well like he does <laughs> yeah I, I, I think like for me you're probably talking about like right in, in terms of like I got Oasis early on what story morning glory and be here now and stuff like that like so Oasis were a heavy influence to me early because my dad loved them so like it was the, like dad's influence um, and that's brilliant and I listened to those albums back to front but I can remember distinctly about like think about what's the story morning glory for me and I know Gary Ellison has probably listened to this and he's gonna fucking slay me for this but like even as a six year old the good songs I rewind and listen back to but the fucking shit songs I just had no time for and I think in my early days like uh, probably coming into early teens I'm not going to lie like like you two I hate them now for some reason but like when I was 10, 11, 12 and around time like we were talking about this earlier like All That You Can Leave Behind came out in around 2002 so like Elevation Beautiful Day and stuff so they became really popular in Ireland again but it got me back into the Joshua Tree the Joshua Tree as an album is a fucking fantastic journey to listen to let's call it Spade a Spade like Bono's a dick now like there's no two ways about it, but Do you know people outside of Ireland find it absolutely unbelievable I shouldn't say it's such a general statement. But I, a lot of people I find you in my life outside of Canada so bad. They find it absolutely unbelievable, but Ireland again doesn't worship Bono. Yes. That U2 is a lot of people now everybody really, really don't like U2 or Bono here. So I this is the thing. Why, everywhere else he's just I like I get why people do and God, I get why there's some great songs and music and great songs, but they just don't compare to some other albums. I feel Absolutely. like they've just gotten more. I think, so this, and I think you've hit the nail on the head. I, never I think the Joshua Tree is an album that, like, start to finish is brilliant. Yeah. But they've had so many albums and they've had maximum 
two, three songs, really good songs out of each other. So like, there's so many letdowns for songs there. But then I think I think they did redeem themselves an awful lot with all that you can leave behind. Like Wild Honey, a non-release song, is a brilliant, brilliant song, and it really ties in well with where it is in the album. So I, I really got into that when I was younger. And then like, I got into like so Juniper and then Damien Rice split from them, and it became Bellex One and Damien Rice. And Damien Rice always oh, a really emotional, evocative, really good album. And then Bellex One went off and they did like their series of albums, each of which I love equally, but they're so different. So for me, it's, it's, it's really hard to tie. But even though I don't like you 2 I probably still go back to All That You Can Leave Behind because it was probably my first introduction to an album as a whole and listening to it all and loving songs that I wasn't hearing on the radio. So I don't know. And it's probably a shit answer, but who gives a fuck? That was, that was, I actually really enjoyed that chat and I contributed so little to it that's the most sign of a good podcast I just want to add a small bit to it right so Kira right you like so we were talking the, initially at the start about like an album like talking like a story like with regard like don't bring up Baba like, no, I won't bring up Baba, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, probably the, like, quintessential, like, album, or, like, uh, like I suppose, album or, album or soundtrack is probably the, like, probably the better one. But, like, for, like, a musical. Uh, I could, like, we could do a whole podcast episode on musical. Because, like, because, <laughs> like, because, like, as you said. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, like, as you said with, like, say, Les Mis, as in, without even, like, because Les Mis, there is no spoken word in Les Mis that is not song. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, whole, yeah. The, whole, the whole of Les Mis is song. Like, it is so, essentially like, a story in song. Yeah. So if you listen to the soundtrack, like, you could, like, potentially, like, if you're, if you're, if you're that imaginative, uh, and like actually listening to the lyrics, like you, you could actually like depict, yeah, depict what the story of of the whole soundtrack is like. So, so and like I've actually like I've done that. So say like I think my intro- introduction to musicals was Greece, which I think is probably an introduction to musicals for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Like very mainstream. Hundred percent. Christmas. I loved it. Like yeah. that I got the album for Christmas. Probably when I was like thirteen. And the, and the hits are so catchy that oh, they stay with so you, like, no matter what. But then they made a movie that age, 2006. I got so into that soundtrack, and there was a time when I was driving, like not really commuting, but kind of commuting from work to Waterford for a while. Um, and I used to listen, like basically the Lame Is album. For anyone out there who's commuting towards Waterford, Lame Is album gets you from. Works in its entirety. And, <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah, a wonderful. Exactly, exactly, yeah. You act like pretty much exactly. And you, I used to listen to it, and it was like for me, it was like watching that entire show. That's the most. Start to finish. That's the most useful I piece of information it. that's ever got out of this podcast. <laughs> Oh, I 
If I had to pick one song though, I'd probably pick One Day More. Oh, yeah. I just I love the build-up. The build-up is so good. Yeah. 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 I could pick like so many musical I reckon you guys should pick this up on a special snowcast called the Snow Gals, where like <laughs> all the girls, like the girls get together and fight, get rid of the fucking men, sit around, have a few drinks. Thanks a million. Sit around, have a few drinks, have a chat, be fucking brilliant. Because literally, we were literally, what we were going to finish up on was a quick little like musicals, impression of musicals, because Kara, we know you're big in the musicals. You're a big member of the Nace Musical Society. We're going to tag. Yeah, shout out. So this this is exactly what we're going to do because literally, Kara, yeah, Kira, as a member of the Nace Musical Society, found out tonight just before I started recording that they're going to perform Sister Act in March. Yay! So we really want to give a shout out to the Nace Musical Society. <laughs> and Ms. Episani have both decided before we came on here, we're going to, we're going to go up and we're going to uh, have a look at Sister Act without a shadow of doubt. And hopefully have a few points well, actually. There's some really good like pubs around there. So it's a really grand. very good pub time. Like, yeah. And I was cast out of Nace after the musical, I reckon, is what, what to do. So um, quickly, like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not into musicals because it's not my thing. But 100, percent I give an opinion. So, like, oh, and your favorite musical? Um, what fuck? Um, favorite? Uh, probably is name is. Yeah. That's because you love Kira. Kira, your, yours. It's, it's also because I just wonder. I was guard number one. Guard number one. Scratch. Scratch. Oh, you definitely want to see. He's probably just scratching his bollocks in the background. So, Kerry, okay, you're, 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 um, give us the line. Tell his reverence your story. Let him see if he's impressed you. Nothing there that's not you. Yeah, that's that's more than that's more than one line. Like, what a lying bastard! I wouldn't have you carried anyone. So, Kerry, your live is. Brilliant. I Correct answer, like you can answer all of them. Sonia, favorite musical? Oh, it's lame, is I'm going to throw a curveball in here. I actually really enjoy Hairspray when I would see it. Ah, it's good. And I actually think the positive message it sends out about body image and stuff is fantastic in a modern society where you have so many people on Instagram with like a size six figure in Ireland or size zero in the States or whatever it is, and they're, they're just unrealistic. And I just think Hairspray is a brilliant, brilliant acceptance musical. And that's very deep coming for me because I'm not into musicals. Would you like a fun fact? Yeah, yeah. I love fun facts. So you throw them at me all day. When one of my self-known first dates was to see Hairspray in the cinema. You're kidding. Yeah, so I, I may have picked it. And she, and, and she got the ring on her finger. So there you go. Uh, listen, guys, this has been one of my favorite snowcasts because Sonia pointed out to us actually when in between the recording 
Like, so you were on with Emer and the 12 Snugs, but we never, we, we, don't, we usually don't have two women on a snowcast, and we're all about diversity, and we don't want this to turn into boys' clubs. So it's brilliant to have two women, two men on a snowcast, and two brilliant women who are so articulate and fucking brilliant to put their boys, points across. I suppose usually gobshites to get on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this, I've really enjoyed this snowcast, and actually we started recording quite late. It's really good. Uh, thanks a million for tuning in. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Snowcast or at Snowcast and all of them. Patreon.com forward slash Snowcast. Thanks a million for tuning in. Parting words for listener own tab. <laughs> Shop local, buy local, be conscious, love you all. <laughs>